0: What's poppin' my Freeform Renegades? You are tuned into the Freeform Network. Thanks for joining us for another fun episode of Freeform Radio. I'm your host, Noel, with my co-host, Daniel.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, a little off today, but, man, we're gonna power through this bad boy and get this podcast knocked out. Oh, for sure. And we got Andy.
2: It's all good, Andy. Well, I'm glad we're all together and ready to talk your ears off.
0: Well, it's another nice day here in Chicago. We actually have some really nice weather this weekend. Uh, But wherever you listeners are, we hope you're sitting, feeling good, relaxed, and ready to go. And we're going to hop right into this with Daniel. It looks like you had a company zoo trip.
1: Uh, Can you fill us in on what happened? Yeah, man. Our our company had their annual uh, end of summer um, get-together. And this year, it was at the Brookfield Zoo. So the uh, company ends up paying for our tickets and they have some kind of food. Sometimes they have like giveaways like uh, shirts, swag, um, sometimes even bigger gifts depending on what it is. Uh, one year we went to just the, the park in, in the in the local area from our company and they had like these big gifts that they were giving out. They were giving out like electronics. They were giving out like uh, Yeti cups and you know like some some bigger gifts. Uh, socks tickets, Cubs tickets and, and stuff like that. So this year it was at Brookfield Zoo which was good because um, I hadn't been to the Brookfield Zoo in, in quite a while. Uh, when Junior was young we would go all the time. Uh, we lived close to the area you know a few minutes away. And it was the kind of thing that we almost got a membership, like every year while he was young. And uh, he really had a, a blast when he was younger. And even at this age, since it had been a while since we've been to there, he was uh, excited as well as my wife and me. And man, it was a good time. It was uh, a little on the warmish side, so it was a, a little bit of sweating going on. But it was still uh, a good time, and, and it, was, it was good, man. I'm, I'm really glad the company picks different things uh, to kind of keep it varied and it doesn't become kind of stale. And I mean, company doesn't even need to do it at all. So, you know, I'm grateful that we got to do something at least. Oh, yeah. very cool.
2: Do, do you feel, um, yeah, I think we weren't unable to go. We, we had some people in my family sick, but uh, I know my wife was like really excited cause she wanted to take uh, the baby to the zoo. Um Yeah, I mean, I forgot we were looking at the I Don't know if it's a subscription or I uh, they call it a membership, right? And right. Usually that's uh I think the last time we looked at it was kind of pricey. I don't remember you remember what you guys paid back in the day
1: I want to say it was like 120 for a family
2: yeah something it's like that more than that yeah,
1: yeah it was it was o- over a hundred bucks, but I wanna say it was like under two hundred for sure is what I recall, and um yeah, it gave you free parking, free omission um and really nothing much above that um but it was always good man uh they they when we had the membership, we would buy this. Uh, like um, cup this plastic cup that they would sell you and where all you would pay is like a dollar for drinks or something so you would pay 30 bucks for this plastic container and then you would just bring it with you to the zoo and you just pay a buck and you get free refills for anything and um, yeah man the, the Brookfield Zoo is a really nice zoo I gotta say this this time that we just went if if we had paid, I would. I might have been a little upset just because there was a lot of construction, a lot of exhibits that were closed down, uh, you know, due to the weather, this is closed, uh, due to the construction, this is closed. And there was a lot of stuff that I was looking forward to. Like, I, I really enjoy the, um, the gorilla exhibit and all that stuff was closed down. They, they, it was not open. Oh, yeah, and, yeah there, was, there was quite a few things like that. It looks like they're expanding and they're adding new exhibits and, you know, kind of modernizing it. So I'm sure in a couple of years, once all this construction is done, it's going to be, you know, a lot nicer. But uh, definitely uh, if, if I had to pay the full price, which I got to say, like tickets are probably like 20 bucks or something. I I would I would probably leave a little upset that most of the stuff was closed. But no, good time. Good time. Uh, anyways. um. The other thing that's uh, it's been up with me is uh, football is finally starting, man. It's uh, really exciting to um, get the football season going and to, you know, just get excited about the the Bears starting up today's. As of this recording, today's their first uh, official game, uh, going against Green Bay. So that's gonna be a, a nice test to see where they're at but uh to get me ramped up for that i've been watching a couple tv shows that kind of coincide with football uh the first one being in netflix they had uh, a little like mini doc series called quarterbacks Uh, i'm not sure if any of you guys saw that and the other one was on um uh, hard knocks on hbo max and yeah man both were really good i really enjoyed them Did either of you guys hear about him or even check these out?
2: I haven't heard of quarterbacks of Hard Knocks. Yeah, I've heard of him. I've never really watched regularly. And with uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets this year, I'm like, eh. someone sent me a clip at the end where Aaron Rodgers is making some comments about stuff that he thought he saw or something. So that that was kind of weird. But yeah, I, I, I haven't. I've never watched Hard Knocks regularly.
1: I know you're not much into football at all, but did you even uh, peruse this at all? Uh you know,
0: no, man. I have. It wasn't even on my radar, to be honest.
1: Yeah, but I no. mean these, these, these are good shows. Um, in particular, quarterbacks. I thought was a good show for people that are kind of like a uh, semi interested in football but you know don't really know if they like it mm-hmm. because they they show a lot of the background stuff they show a lot of the families they show a lot of the training they show a lot of the just the, the daily mental grind a lot of the dietitian eating nutrition a bunch of uh, stuff that really all coincides into the the game on Sunday so uh, really good quarterbacks follows um three quarterbacks uh one of them being Mahomes the other one being Kirk Cousin and the other one being um I forget his name now but he was the head coach or the head uh, quarterback at Atlanta and then he went to the Raiders for a minute uh and he's bounced around it's a Hawaiian uh guy Mariota Mariota and um he's a good quarterback. I to me I kind of see him kind of as serviceable, kind of like that Rex Grossman kind of quarterback. Uh, you know, like that Kyle Orton quarterback where this guy might not make it to a Super Bowl, but he's going to hopefully not lose the game for you. And I know Andy you think Kirk Cousins is in that camp, but I think Cousins got a little bit of the it factor and I think no. he's I think he's a good quarterback. Uh, but anyways, uh, of the three quarterbacks, he, you you definitely see you definitely see Mahomes go into the stratosphere. He's an awesome quarterback, and then you see kind of like a midline Cousins, and then you see a kind of struggling uh, Mariota. So do really you, good.
2: Do you think Cousins is, is just a good game manager? I I don't see him winning the Super Bowl, and he's had weapons in Minnesota recently, um, and uh, most of them are like. Just out of there, not two out of the three, Thielen and Cook are gone. They still got the the good receiver, but he at most is he's I don't think he's going to cost you the game, but uh, he might win you a game in here and there, but he's not going to take it to the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, we have uh, the Bears is a three o'clock game. So I was looking at the schedule uh, before we started recording and the 12 o'clock game uh, Minnesota's is up. So. I'm definitely planning to tune in, especially because I watched uh, the quarterbacks thing on Netflix. I want to see how Kirk Cousins does. I agree with you, Andy. I think he had a lot of weapons last year. This year, it's a little trimmed back. I don't really mm-hmm. see them taking a positive step forward. So I think this is going to be a little more trying times for Cousins. But I disagree. I think he's uh, a good, not great quarterback quarterback. Uh, and I think he's above average, so I think definitely if you put enough weapons around him, I think he's definitely that kind of quarterback that could sneak you into the, the Super Bowl and, and possibly get you a win. But Mahomes, man, it it, it was good seeing uh, the side of him as far as dealing with the injury to to win the Super Bowl. Spoilers for any of you guys that didn't see the Super Bowl last year, but yeah, he won. <laughs> and And him dealing with that, so it was, it was kind of cool man and like I mentioned it, sh- it shows a lot of the background stuff so it shows like Mahome's shopping for a house kind of going through his mindset I don't know how much of this is like PR like you know your publicist is telling them yeah like <laughs> hey don't 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 say that don't say this talk it up like this kind of thing might be but if you kind of take it as as far as it's genuine it was it was a really good behind the scenes well, of, of the three quarterbacks
2: talking about stuff being fake. Did you see the, the commercial for the NFL where like Justin Fields and all these guys in Mahomes homes is like in a zoom call talking about the script for the year.
1: Right. Right.
2: Right. Cause you know, the last couple of years, everybody's like the NFL's rigged and like uh TV and all this is like, to me, I used to think it was like authentic and like natural and like now, I'm like an old wrestler. I just think everything's a work, or they they show you stuff that they want you to know that to to get a uh, personalized or whatever with the 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 person or or the the athlete, like to be like, Oh man, they're just like me. They just want to be home and chilling and shit like that, or having dinner with the family. I, I think a lot of it's just like not authentic. I think it's just to make them personable and like get them to buy stuff that they endorse and uh we'll see like the the thing for uh the 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 game the first game of the week with the the chiefs in detroit this past thursday from this recording right there was already people saying like it's rigged (laughs) and so there was a lot of stuff already that came out and uh but yeah the commercial with uh with the script that, that the nfl had kind of like raised an eyebrow with me like huh so they i know they're like monitoring all this stuff on on social media and youtube and all that
1: right right uh, uh speaking of the Lions and the chiefs man uh why don't you let everybody know in our group who's the one that called the lions man
2: uh i think that was uh not yeah you? yeah it was me man for sure <laughs> But uh, they Ly- got lucky man the refs were in on that one too it was fixed the, man the
1: the lions are, are going to be contenders this year and actually i've seen more than one breakdown of the nfc central where they have lions then they got uh green bay minnesota and the bears at the end so yeah, i don't agree with the bears at the end kind of thing i kind of think the bears are going to be in the middle of the pack either second or third um, I think they're taking to take a step forward this year. Uh, and I think as well the Lions are going to take a step forward. Uh, Minnesota will probably take a step back as well as Green Bay take a step back. So the middle of the pack is going to be uh, where the action's at. And whoever comes out uh, victorious of so the division, that's going to be a surprise depending on Dude. who takes <clears throat> enough of a step forward.
2: Going back to that Thursday night game, you know how matt nagy is not supposedly the offensive right. coordinator it's and i saw him, him doing some stupid shit. like they're on the one-yard line he got some flipping the ball three times in the back of the line and shit. i'm like dude just do i and fucking pound it in there but like and of course uh some stupidity happened um yeah i mean it's it, ridiculous and going back to the nfc north yeah, I mean, I, everybody's on this Detroit bandwagon, dude. It's fucking Detroit. Like, they're going to fuck it up. They always do. I think they've only won one playoff game since, like, the 90s or the 50s or some shit. It's something ridiculous. Um, it, it's Detroit, dude. I mean, everybody's loving them, but I have a feeling everybody's on that bandwagon. The NFC North's a mess. I mean, the Packers, who knows? It might be Minnesota, but... Uh, the bears they will be i think in the hunt it all depends on if the o-line can protect fields and nobody gets hurt like and because that o-line i think is still suspect and the defense is who knows man the defense has a lot of red flags the secondary is good that line the defensive line that uh, is, is suspect at best right now
1: yeah it's excited for football and then uh really quick for hard knocks um it, it, like you alluded, Andy, it followed the New York Jets during their uh, training camp in the preseason. And it was really interesting just because, uh, you know, obviously the, a lot of it was behind Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but, yeah, then picking up Minnesota's running back and, and just a, a few other, like, uh, rookies fighting for spots. It was it was really well put together. I really enjoyed it. Usually Harnox Knox is pretty good. And this was even more exciting because I wanted to see how uh, Aaron Rodgers would fit in. And the only thing that kind of gave me that like fake vibe is that he was really, really friendly. And I've known Rodgers because he's in the central here with us. So I've known him and seen him. And he doesn't look super friendly. He looks friendly like when things are going well. But when the shit's hitting the fan and, and players are dropping passes and he's not getting in his way i've seen that you know asshole rogers so i don't know how much of it was kind of act up for the tv show
2: i don't don't think the coach they have now that Salah guy is he's no nonsense he's pretty tough in like the the discipline. i i don't think he's gonna tolerate all that shit from him um but if they start winning who knows if um what would happen? But yeah, Rogers, we've seen him get into it with Lafleur, where he treats him like crap and say stuff after the press conference, and say stuff about upper management and with the Packers. Who knows if will do that with the Jets? Because it's the first year; it's all lovey-dovey. They got him a contract, but we'll see how long it lasts once they start losing.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. I think uh, when they hit some tough times, you're you're gonna see the real Aaron Rodgers, which I'm not even complaining. I to be honest. I'm a Bears fan, but I would have taken Aaron Rodgers if he wanted to come over to the Bears and and get like two or three good years out of him, develop Fields or find another prospect and kind of develop him. But yeah, man, Aaron Rodgers is, is an awesome quarterback. It just sucks that he was with Green Bay and you just had a root against him. But now he's in a different team. I still kind of don't like him much, but uh, <laughs> at least at least I could watch the Jets and be like, OK, let's let's see what you got, you know, kind of thing and, and right. not feel guilty for rooting on him. But yeah, man, uh, a lot of exciting football it's finally starting the season, uh, changed my flag in front of the house. Usually I have the White Sox flag uh, kind of flying there but uh, switched it up for the Bears one, got the Bears one flying today, and uh, we'll see uh, later on this afternoon how they do. But uh, speaking of the White Sox, Andy, uh, fill us in on your disappointment. It was a disappointing season, so let me know your thoughts on it, man. I, I, I how, how do you read this year?
2: Man, it's brutal. It's one of the worst years in – thinking, like, disappointment. We've been disappointed, but this, this year has been pretty rough because – Last year, uh, you know, in the last couple of years, there's been a couple of playoff runs, and they didn't do not well. And this year, is just, it's a complete loss. I, th- I think uh, disappointment in players, the Sox traded people. They fired the GM and the vice president, Kenny Williams, and Rakan uh because a lot of this was their guys. <clears throat> and um, it's just rough, man. I mean, you watch. The White Sox and like baseball, you see the Cubs kind of turned around in the second half of the season, but this year with the Sox, uh, there was so much potential and right off the gate, they came out stumbling and the usual stuff. Well, wait till May, wait till June when the weather warms up and they just never, they had like a run there for like a week or two. And then after that, it just, it was a complete fucking meltdown. And I think that the, the decision was finally made to get, you know, the right decision to fire Han and, and Kenny Williams. And <clears throat> I would have fired Grafau too, because that guy sucks. And early on, you were hearing stuff about, you know, Tim Anderson, uh, his off-the-field stuff, and it kind of bled into the locker room, and there was a lot of animosity, a lot of infighting, and... uh It looks like Tim Anderson runs that locker room. Uh, Well, not runs, but he's very vocal. And then he hasn't really done much this year except be hurt. And people are blaming what happened off the field because he has this image of, like, family man and all this. But then came out that he has uh, has a girlfriend. And I think, from what I understand, allegedly she got pregnant with his kid. Um and Dal just came out to the field. He's like, I don't want to talk about it. And, like, the pitching sucked. The hitting sucks. People ain't running out ground outs. Grafal people, when some of the guys got traded, they were complaining that he doesn't people are missing meetings. People are coming late. Grafal doesn't straighten that and tells nobody anything. Doesn't tell them like, you need to be on time. Doesn't yell at anybody. Doesn't discipline them. And, like, all this stuff. It's just, like, a fucking shit Man and and I feel they get needed. They just hired the wrong guy from day one. When they hired this guy, is like this guy's not it for it. And people are like, oh, he's he's ready to be a manager, and obviously he's learning on the job. But it uh, is it's just been a complete disaster. And uh, we'll see what happens, man, because uh, they're just brutal. It, it they haven't done anything uh, since even after the the All Star game the. the uh, nothing and i'm not the only one that thinks that a lot of people feel that a lot of the the fans the blogs i follow they have the same feelings and i mean i got offered white Sox tickets numerous times i'm like i don't even want <laughs> to go to be honest with you because yeah it's like the commute and getting out there to see them lose and like not even hustle and even if they have like young kids or like up in like people a second third year in the league now i don't want to see that like they don't even have that they got older veteran players you know and like it's just been a big disappointment
1: yeah i i I think once they start uh offloading some of the better players you kind of got the sense that this is going to be a rebuilding year and maybe even next year is going to be a rebuilding year where they kind of try out some of these young prospects so yeah, man, I kind of foresee uh, a few tough years ahead, and it is disappointing, man, because the Sox were going in the right direction. I felt, you know, they were getting, they were getting hot, they were getting uh, really good seasons put together, great nucleus of players, uh, coaching. Whether you like to say it or not, uh, La Russa was was doing things that were hey. looking promising and now they they picked him up as an advisor so there's a lot of people like well is it going to be another larusso-esque era and i kind of see it as a good thing man let and, the guy come back i know he's <laughs> sick and and and, and you <laughs> the know sex
2: murdered that Larusso man those pictures of he, down in st louis i'm like he, damn. he looks super super
1: old but i mean he is old he is old and i know he left because of health issues so God knows what he's really dealing with, but I think he's a good baseball mind. He's a little old school, and I'm sure they're looking for whatever help to kind of rebuild. I think they did the right thing and let go of some of the higher-ups, some of the guys that build a lot of uh, the stuff down below. So, I mean, the players could only do so much. You know, if management sucks, then it's going to affect your players. So, I'm, I'm glad... If they are going to be rebuilding and, and getting rid of a lot of their players, big contracts to kind of free up money, I'm glad they trimmed some off the top as well so that yeah. they, hopefully they could rebuild a little stronger the years to come.
2: And the, the thing with La Russa, the way it went down, people were criticizing him because he was a little bit more... Well, I, granted to say, I, I think his time was up. He... He made some errors. I mean, stuff was coming out. It looks like he was sleeping. And then he was calling uh, people. Well, he wasn't making the right calls. But he did. Uh, there was issues in the locker room, too. And people were saying, ah, he's an old timer. And these are young kids and all this. There was some some of that going on. But I'll tell you this. The, you didn't hear no reports of people missing meetings and coming in late. And all this nonsense. That's when LaRusso was around, Grafau just, it's a fucking mess, dude, and like, people are just talking, um, a, a lot of mess, and like, getting here reports like that when LaRusso was here for those couple of years, uh, I just heard that he was old, and then I, I think he got allegedly got a couple DUIs, if I remember, and he was good friends with Reinsdorf, and, um, you know, we'll see what happens, man, and, um, it, it it is the the Sox got a lot of work coming up in the offseason i wonder if they're going to gut this thing or they're going to try to somewhat reload but i i think uh it's going to be another like f- five six years of just rough baseball man within the south side and then the reports of them trying to leave or allegedly or go to another state or go to Arlington Heights or go to Soldier Field they that was like The worst time for all this shit to happen and that did not endear the fans got pretty upset about that, too Um, Because I didn't know this but the deal with the stadium or the lease ends like in three years or something Did you know that a guaranteed rate? They're taught the the lease with the state ends with them
1: That's good, man. it, It shows that they're thinking of the future because unlike the Bears, which their contract goes for like another 10 years, they're talking about leaving town already. But then you would have to pay um, the the amount if you do skip out early. Or maybe the Bears are doing it correct as well because they're also talking about building a whole new stadium, not just moving, but building a new stadium. I and mean, you do need time for that. You're not going to build it in a year or two. But, yeah, man, it's it's kind of crazy to think, you know, some big teams here in Chicago thinking about leaving or or at least moving to a different location.
2: Yeah, it's um it's interesting like I when I heard Soldier Field I was kind of like, "What? Like that didn't make sense." So the the Bears, you know, with their whole issue with the stadium and their new issues with the county with the taxes and stuff and they're listening to other Places, I think it's just a bargaining trip. I, I don't see them making that type of investment and then just fucking leaving. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, I mean, the Sox got their work cut out for them. Uh, they pissed off a lot of longtime fans. They've been doing that since forever. Even when after we won the World Series, uh, they got their work cut out for them, and we're gonna see what they do because they they got Chris Guts as the new GM and. I don't know if that's the right guy either, man. I mean, he wasn't that great as a baseball player either. So, uh, let us know what you guys think at FFNQuestions at gmail.com. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to just transition a little bit here and more local stuff. I didn't know this, but um, here in Chicagoland, there's a, a grocery store called uh, Mariano's for those people that live outside of Chicago and other states. It's like a local thing. Uh that started by this family, um, and uh, they they partnered up with some of the families. There used to be another huge con- store called Dominic's, and then there's another store locally here in Chicago that was huge. It was the big three, or the big two Chicago in Chicago, Dominic's and Jewel. Jewel got bought out by Albertsons a long time ago. Dominic's nobody built. I think they merged with Safeway or something, and then they just shut it all down. Um, and then what came off of that? The family partnered up with this other guy, a family friend, and they created Mariano's. And they they uh, they partnered up with Kroger, uh, which is like huge everywhere else in this country. Uh, apparently, like we never heard of them up here. <laughs> And all we knew about them was the Food for Less, and they weren't really that great. I mean, I think there was one in uh, Merrill's Park before I left. I don't even know if it's still there. If anybody knows, but um, the other the thing. was we'll, for Less? Yeah. The one on yeah, north On
0: 25th? And north. Yeah.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, it's still there by the Hooters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the Hooters still
2: there. still
0: there? I believe so,
2: yeah. Okay. Well, anyways... Kroger bought into the Marianos early on. And then apparently they bought the whole thing in 2015. So what I guess everybody's panties in a bunch is uh Mariano sold out to the Kroger people, which own the food for less. Apparently, uh that that brand Kroger's merged or they're combining their all their stuff into with Albersons, which owns the jewels. So that means what's going to happen to the Mariano's because the, the Kroger people said they're they're going to sell off the 15 stores they have here in Chicagoland and nobody knows what's going to happen with them. And then word came out that they might come out uh, some southern food chain. Uh, I can't remember the name. I think they own Piggly Wiggly or something that they're going to take over all that. So. The the Marianos I mean I love Marianos. I know I don't know when's the last time you guys been to it. Every time I go, I'm impressed. They got a guy in the piano, gelato stand, the, the, the fresh bakery. They you're cooking steaks and make pizzas and all this shit. It was like very high end. uh they might not be around or they're gonna change their name and like to me and uh, Marianos I thought it was gonna be something that was gonna stuck around stick around for a long time, but it looks like that's not gonna happen after uh I think it started in the early two thousands, so maybe about that twenty plus years, I don't think it's gonna make it to thirty. Uh, I don't know when's the last time you guys been to Mariano's. Uh, any, any thoughts on other like local, like the big corporations taking over local shit, and then like when they merge, this is what stuff that happens to 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 local, uh, uh, local stores or products. I mean, they just like toss them off to the side.
1: Yeah, to me, I, I I think this is kind of the – when you have these higher-end grocery stores, because that's what I consider Mariano's. I consider <laughs> it more like a higher-end place. I, I'm just being honest. When, when you, higher than
2: Trader Joe's?
1: It, it's like in that Whole category. Foods? It's in that category of Whole Foods and Trader Joe's. And, and by all means, it's it's necessary because it's it needs to serve a certain percentage of people, the, the 1%, let's say. But, but the the rest of 99% of us, we want as cheap as food. We don't give a shit if they pump it full of steroids. We don't care. <laughs> they got preservatives up the ass. We just want it to be the cheapest thing that you could possibly find. Wow. And and unfortunately, Mariano's isn't really that store. Dominic's wasn't that store. You know, stuff like that, these bigger stores – They're just not that. Uh, The only thing that kind of confuses me is I know Food for Less is that less expensive food uh, category. And when they merged and they got that Kroger stuff going and then uh, Mariano came into the fold, I thought that that was going to kind of help the whole situation. Uh, But no, man, it looks like there's still problems. I don't know if they want to leave while they can because – Uh, Walmart's taking a bigger foothold as far as groceries go I mean you see them everywhere now every time a Walmart opens up or or, um, goes through some kind of renovations they're they're expanding the food area of it and lessening some of the electronics and 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 other stuff uh, that's not really necessary and you could accommodate those through online servers Uh, but the food thing that's that's the big part Um, so I I don't know man it's it's kind of sad to see companies struggle uh I don't know if it's the economy or or what it is I I have a, a few Marianos out here cuz where I where I live now there are quite a few Marianos to where where I used to live there was only one that was really close by
2: Yeah So and they expanded more out in the northwest suburbs there's a handful of them like within the Chicago area um but the first one, I mean, that I recall was that Elmhurst one, and like when I first started going, I was like, "Wow, like this is like uh, like you said, it's I, nice, it's, it's nice. an experience because right. you walk in, they got the juice thing, the gelato, and then they got like that whole food section, pizzas and sandwiches, and the Chicago mixed popcorn and the bakery, and then you go to the butcher area, and then they they actually give you cuts of steak and they grill them there for you." And then you go do your shopping and and then, you know, it was a great experience. Uh, It was a little pricey, um, but like I said, it was a Chicago thing. You didn't see those outside of here. And then when they merged or they sold out a piece to Kroger and then uh, I didn't know Kroger bought them out in 2015. I was kind of shocked when I read that. And then now with this whole, like I said, uh, merger, um, they're kind of just like left in the wind and they're like we don't know what to do with them like oh you guys They're like somebody in Chicago want them. Yeah, here they are by these stores and someone sounds like someone from the south bottom And but they don't know if they're gonna keep the name or if they're gonna change. The, they're gonna just let them do their own thing and uh, It was a very Chicago thing, you know, and it's it looks like I think it's not gonna make it and I was reading the founder of, of Mariano's the guy he already started another chain of stores uh dom's uh it's an ode to the old dominic the, the the original family of dominic's uh dominic's or dom's food and like meats or something it's like this niche thing that you're talking about then we like it's premium and uh he's gonna continue that and he seems to be doing very well with that so uh, I guess I, the reason I bring it up, it, 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 it will impact a lot of people here locally in, in, in Chicago, Chicagoland, where we're at. And uh, like I get it, Danny's like, oh, just looking for the best price. And a lot of people do that, you know, especially in this uh, economic situation, economy that we're in. Uh, but there's still people who prefer quality. And right. I feel Mariano's did offer that, like, you go to Whole Foods, like, I've been to Whole Foods, like, a handful of times, and that is fucking expensive, even for me. Um, we I think one time we got a gift card of, like, 20 bucks, and we went, and I was just like, oh, let's get a nice steak, a premium organic fucking ribeye steak, it was like 25 bucks a pound, <laughs> like, it's barely gonna pay for half a fucking steak, you know?
1: And trust me, it's worth it. You should invest in your health and you should eat well, healthy, organic, all that good stuff. But when people are on a tight budget, uh, sometimes those are out of reach or their priorities on where they want to spend their money is kind of goofed up. And yeah, usually what what you eat is, is the thing that gets sacrificed.
2: Danny would buy expired meats if it saved them two bucks
1: heck yeah man hit that clearance rack <laughs>
2: hey man you just throw a little extra salt you'll be all right um let us know what you guys think on that i mean where do you shop does it impact you do you care at ffnquestions@gmail.com. at dot let's time let's go over to noel i see he watched uh when i read this the last voyage of the da- Demeter.
0: yeah everyone pronounces it differently Demeter, Demeter, whatever
2: yeah um, I mean uh I, when I first saw that I was like, oh this must be some school thing I, I thought it was the the Voyager, the Mimi but no well, what's it about man let me know and I see it's a reboot um what's this on and what what is it about
0: uh so it's a movie uh was released in uh, theaters and uh, actually just came out I think uh streaming as well recently uh it'll probably be coming out in 4k in uh maybe a couple months or so but it's um a horror movie. Uh, reboot of Nosferatu uh, it's one of the like the classic you know universal monsters like the Frankenstein's Dracula is all that this is essentially a Dracula movie um, set in 1897 and it's uh, you know the the title of voyage of the the last voyage of Demeter Demeter whatever you want to call it is this ship called the the Demeter Demeter whatever and they're going uh, to England and on this voyage that they're going, uh, they, they leave Romania and they leave with this like crate that has like some stuff in it and they don't know what's in it. It's obviously hush hush, but essentially it's it's Dracula. And on the voyage there, there Dracula, like his whole plan was to go on this ship, go to England and find a new food source. And so on, on this whole voyage, he's just kind of recouping his strength and he just i don't want to spoil it but like it's it's pretty obvious what's going to happen so uh dracula's gonna just you know wreck the entire fucking crew of the boat and <laughs> it's just a survival movie so if you've seen the thing if you've seen alien and you like those kind of movies where you're isolated and you're facing some like otherworldly monster i mean this movie's for you
1: yeah, I see it's kind of struggling on Rotten Tomatoes, but at least by the critics. But the audience doesn't think it's that bad. They, they got a 75 with the audience and a 49 with critics.
0: Yeah, you know, it's a shame, man. It's a shame that horror movies, like, they're not more beloved by, like, the vast majority of people. You know, mo- the majority of people, they're into the rom-coms and the dramas and all that. It's, to me, that's boring. All that stuff is boring. But some of the reviews on this one, ironically, were saying that this was boring and that it was because the moments that were filled with drama, I guess, weren't interesting enough to the people that were watching. Some of the critics that were watching it and they wanted more of the horror, which you get it both of a lot of. But uh, it, there is, you know, some slow moments and then there's moments where it's a lot of stuff going on. It's a lot of action. And uh, obviously it, it's it's more of a survival thing. There's not like, it's not an action movie, so that that could also be another reason why people maybe might not have like liked it as much. Plus, you know the, the, these kind of movies don't get so much uh, like marketing and stuff. Unfortunately, the budget I think was around under fifty million dollars, um, and it didn't gross that much either. I think it made back maybe like half that. It was like twenty million they made. So
1: man, it's unfortunate because uh uh-huh. Yeah, this Nosferatu, Nasferatu, I, I didn't know what you were talking about, but I just googled it and yeah, I remember this movie. I, I don't recall seeing it or knowing a lot of detail in it, but it's definitely a class classic, like when you think about vampire movies, this is one of the ones that pops up in, in your you know, like top ten classic movies or whatever. But yeah, I hadn't seen anything about this last voyage. I, I kind of do recall seeing that uh, the poster that they have on a few of my like YouTube feeds, but I've never clicked on it and, and never even seen it yet.
0: Yeah, that, that's just how it goes sometimes, man. There was just not much, like, a push for marketing, and it, I had a feeling, you know, ho- horror movies don't get that much recognition, and, and it is what it is, you know? I, I enjoy them, but I, I realize not everybody does, and everybody's got their own thing that they're into, and... And that's, you know, perfectly fine. So uh, unfortunately, yeah, it didn't get that much uh, recognition. I think it's got like maybe a five or a six out of ten on IMDb. I personally, I would rate this one. This is like an, a 7.5. And that's like an easy number to, to like. That's what popped <laughs> in my head immediately because that's it, it's not perfect, but it's very entertaining If you love Dracula and you like Nosferatu and you if you've seen the 1922 or the 1979 or any of the other Dracula movies, the Hammer ones or Bram Stoker's, whatever, whichever one that you're into, you're going to like this one. This one's actually more of the monstrous version of Dracula and a little bit less of that bougie, rich, uh, like like a fancy boy <laughs> dracula
2: what's the movie where it's tom cruise and brad pitt uh interview with the vampire yeah so my wife was watching it like a month ago and then she found out did you know they made a tv show about that
0: yes i have and seen it, had and then she had
2: her comments about it she actually stopped watching it after uh one episode <laughs> so oh, man. i was i wanted to know what your thoughts on it i mean i'm not gonna she just like i the first one was a like kind of androgynous you know like these good-looking vampires and all the the sexual innuendo and stuff and this one she's like it's it's it's, it's just a bit too much for me and um she stopped watching it like halfway through episode one or something and I was just wondering, like, well, we're talking about uh, Narsha Fatu here, and I'm like, I'll bet you no one knows about the interview with a vampire. And like, if he, I was wondering if you knew, about that's kind of kind of going into your comments, you know, uh, yeah. earlier about uh, the rich uh, bourgeois stuff.
0: Yeah, so it's I've seen that one, the the movie. I haven't seen the show, but yeah, I, you know, everyone has their own Dracula. That they like, you know, are drawn to. I, I was more drawn to the vampires that are more animalistic and more, more like a monster, right? And, and less sophisticated. But I, I get that some people like the Twilight Sparkling, whatever, fancy boy attitude. But I, that just was never what I was drawn to. So this one, like Nosferatu in the original 1922, he doesn't even talk. And it's a silent movie, obviously. So he, he, he might talk, right? But you don't hear anything. And so anyway, he's... More of like a monstrous, scary creature that kills people and sucks their blood, right? He's not going to, you know, sweep you off your feet and, you know, mesmerize you. But that also is a part of the lore throughout the years of Dracula. So it really all depends on which one you like. If you like the more monstrous version, then you're going to like Last Voyage of uh, Demeter um
2: yeah i recently just real quick i bought uh they had a sale on a blu-ray uh the lost boys and then uh the on blu-ray with the other two direct right to video sequels and i've watched uh the sequels and i watched the uh, lost boys like um that's an interesting vampire i mean it's not too in your face but it's more like teenage stuff from the 80s and the new ones it's a little bit more gorier the direct-to-video sequels so i mean i like that one with anything with vampire like i like the lost boy movies
0: yeah that that was fun too because that had kind of like a goonies vibe to it too so it was like uh stranger things like you know a lot of the new stuff is influenced by all that stuff and i think um yeah lost boys is, is a good one to go with as well but there, there's a version for, for everyone out there. There's a version of Dracula out there for everyone. Um anyway, moving on.
2: I think Danny the... liked the interview with a vampire a lot.
0: Oh damn. A little too much, maybe?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Danny's like, oh yeah.
0: <laughs> well uh do you guys like uh anime at all? Do you still watch like
1: animation stuff? I, I watch a little bit, and actually it, it, what you're going to talk about, Junior is really excited to watch it, and he did tell me that the characters look like what he would imagine in real life, so he's yeah. excited to watch it. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it was
0: interesting for sure. Uh, so this show that I've been watching since I think I was like 19 or 20, um, a while back, I've been watching this for a while, It's uh, one of the longest-running animation shows, I think, around. This started back in 99. It's called One Piece. And so it's literally been going on for, like, almost 25 years. And they finally released um, a live-action adaptation of it. Uh, Netflix put together this season of, like, eight episodes, which covers, like, the first official season of the anime. And after watching this animation for, you know... 15 plus years i've been watching this show i I caught up through all of it and it's such a unique and just strange show with with strange characters and mannerisms and the quirkiness and they all got powers different ones and they fight with martial arts or weapons or guns or whatever. And it's in the pirate era, which I, I'm a big fan of pirates. I grew up liking Peter Pan. I grew up liking Pirates of the Caribbean. So I, I'm a pirate fan. And, you know, there's um, essentially a, a pirate world where there's a central world government. So there's like the New World Order stuff going on. But there's also rebels and they're considered pirates. And they this is like back in like the 1500s where there's like there's there's not much technology and stuff although there is some weird technology they do use it's not like how it is here in our modern day era and so it's it's really cool it like it has so many different aspects of the show that i like so they finally made it live action and uh i i heard yeah junior's excited about it uh another one of my nephews uh joshua he watched it as well uh i've already seen the first season and i gotta say man like I was really, really surprised by how well they put together the crew, the cast. Um, I really, I was skeptical of the main one. Um, I think it's uh, an actor from Mexico City. They got to play Luffy. And Luffy is his character, is the main captain of one of these pirate crews on the in the show of One Piece. And he, he's claiming he's going to be the next pirate king. That's his goal is to be the pirate king. And so he put it put together a crew to to do this, right? And that's why they're on their voyage to go find the One Piece. That's the whole point of the show to kind of sum it up. So when they casted Luffy, who's a very just over the top weird character, but like in a funny and an endearing way, um, I was really like skeptical. I'm like, how are they gonna get somebody to fill this this like role? Like he's just such a weird character. How are you gonna get that energy, you know? Like he yells a lot and he like, but does it in a excited way. That jovial energy is not easy to portray on screen. Most people don't do that. Most people are calmer, right? They're not this overly rambunctious energy. So anyway, this kid from Mexico City, I was surprised. Because he, he put an effort. And I got to applaud that. Like, it, It's a hard thing to bring this anime, Japanese anime especially, which is... Very different culturally to American comics, American animation. It's night and day, really. So for them to do it in a way, it's an American show. I was really surprised. I was really impressed.
1: Yeah, I was wondering how they were going to do the the stretching and a bunch of other stuff. But I, I saw the trailer with Junior and it actually looks pretty cool. Now, as far as the anime, I've tried on two or three different occasions to get into it because everybody keeps saying it's so great and I don't know if it's like the language or what it is but I I just can't do it man I can't do it <laughs> I can't get into it and I used to be an, an anime guy uh, it was more towards the, the horror adult anime instead of like this kind of goofy kid anime stuff so maybe that's the disconnect but yeah man it, it looks uh, I'm I'm glad to see the excitement in Junior's face and it looks like an exciting moment for the, the anime fans of one piece
0: oh for sure man yeah and, and I I could relate to that I know what you mean like you, you want more of a mature like uh, anime and, and there's a couple I could recommend you I think that you would like that's more on that horror side there's housing there's death note. Um, maybe even bleach. You might like bleach, which is like a blend between the two. It's, it's more of like an adult-oriented supernatural um, type of show with like superpowers. So right. you, you might like some of those. But um, but yeah. Uh, anyway, One Piece. I would probably give the like an honest rating. I would give it like a seven out of ten. Um, and the only thing I hold back is that. The budget, uh, there's there's obviously a, a, a limit to what they can do with their budget, and so I would like to see the newer seasons have more of a higher budget for maybe the the wardrobe and um, a little bit more on the CG. Although it was believable enough, like I thought it was really well done um, for what it was. It's difficult to portray like all the stretchy stuff, like you were saying, uh, some of the sword techniques, and it, it's like in the japanese anime they call out their moves you know what i mean when have you ever seen cyclops or like wolverine say like you know shoulder slash or something he never calls out his moves he's just gonna slash you and you're gonna die and that's like american comics and american animation um and and in this one they call out their moves they're like whatever dynamite flash whatever you know like super punch or something and they call it out so when they did it in the in the show (laughs) they have to do it in like a funny way and like play it off like oh this is cool like this is what we do and one of the guys has to be like what the fuck why are you calling out these words and like these names he's like don't you know the cool people do that like they're trying to play it off so i was like that's (laughs) interesting (laughs) uh but yeah that's um you know that's what i did recently uh another thing i actually finally got around to doing and it took me almost a year (laughs) I had the Steam Deck for about since it released, uh, so over a year ago, I want to say at this point, or about. And uh, initially, I got it with the intention of playing some of my, maybe my easier lower-end video games on Steam, and then as well as like a retro library that I've been putting together for like decades already at this point. And so I have at this point... Super Nintendo, Genesis, N64, GameCube, PS1, 2. I'm trying to get PS3 working, but it's hard. And Game Boy Advance so far. But uh, I've been loading all this stuff up on the Steam Deck, and it's running great. It looks great. It's it's fun to just pick up and play for you know, 20, 30 minutes or so. You don't need to have your big TV on the PC drawing all this power from the grid. You, know? you just got a little <laughs> Steam Deck, <laughs> and that's it
2: what are you mostly playing on it like 8bit 16bit or Game Boy, cube Gamecube
0: so it, it could do uh it could do th- uh, 3d and all that stuff if you wanted it could do all that obviously and uh, but mainly I've been focusing on just like a couple of the older 16-bit ones so I've been playing like Super Metroid um, act Razor is one other one that I played uh, some of the old like um, Mario Kart uh, Super Mario 64 stuff like that
2: so the like the N64 stuff it's doing really it can handle all that smoothly because I got some stuff and the N64 and like some of the PlayStation it's sometimes there's like a lag or some goofy shit it's not as smooth or they freeze a lot
0: the frame rate so far for me yeah. has been solid. It's been smooth. Uh looks good. And I have an upscaler for like the PS2 stuff, the GameCube stuff. Uh upscale so the Steam Deck handles 720p, because that, that's what the screen can display. Right. But you can you can put it in a, a docking station and hook it up to your TV and that'll be I think up to 4K, I believe. So you could even, you know, upscale that. But I, I have a PC if I want to play 4K. Yeah, uh, mainly I wanted it for the Steam Deck for the portability. But uh, maybe one day I'll get the the dock. I don't, I don't know.
1: Yeah, to me, it's it's exciting uh, playing some of the retro stuff. I, I also had the, the Vita set up that way. Uh, but yeah, the Vita was was limited when you got to like the DS stuff. It was kind of difficult. It would chug the sixty-four stuff. It would chug, and uh, and even some of the like the PlayStation twos uh, and threes stuff. It it was definitely an issue on the Vita. So yeah, it's it's good to hear that a more powerful console uh, can play a little more of the more recent retro generations. Yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm still gonna be loading stuff. Um, still getting
0: around to playing a few other sports games as well. I've been playing the NBA Streets. Uh, That was fun. NBA Jam, Hangtime, all that. And then that Madden 2001, that was one of the first Madden games I ever played that I enjoyed really well. Uh, And I remember you got it on the PS2 back in 2001. So um, it's one of those games I'm going to get back to. And uh, speaking of the Bears and uh, football and all that stuff, we have a Bear story. And uh, that's going to be leading us to the article of the week. All right, so we got an article here from NPR. It is called Hank the Tank. The bear behind 21 home invasions has been captured near Lake Tahoe. This is back in August 7, 2023 by Emily Olson. And uh, it's just, it's an interesting little uh, fun, lighthearted article here about uh, a bear that's been a little bit of a, on a rampage here, getting all this food from all these uh, rich, bougie people out in the Lake Tahoe area. Uh, it says here, Authorities in the town of Safe Lake Tahoe, California, have been on the lookout for an exceptionally large animal since February 2022 after they reported that one single male bear had been the cause of 152 reports of conflict behavior, including 28 home break-ins. They referred to the animal as Hank the Tank. Uh, But it turns out they were actually wrong in the gender. Uh, They misgendered it. Not surprised. It's going on all the time now, apparently, the media says. (laughs) And they tested the bear after they captured it, and it actually is a, a female, and it's uh, officially called Bear 64F. And uh, it actually had some uh, cubs with it on this, like, I guess, journey to get all these different kinds of food. Uh, I don't know what. They got caviar in those homes. I don't know what it was for, going for, but it got a bunch of different homes, and uh, it says... The, the more homes that were vandalized in the ritzy waterfront community of Tahoe Keys, about 100 miles east of Sacramento, the more the public came to the defense of Hank the Tank, the blaming the bear's behavior on unsecured garbage cans and habitat encroachment. So I guess people were throwing parties and not cleaning up. And then who knows, all these bears just came around and saying
1: a free lunch, you know? Yeah, for sure, man. It. When you're out in like the more rural areas, instead of being like in an urban environment, you definitely have to worry about animals um, out here by us. If you don't secure your garbage cans, raccoons are a big thing, uh, coyotes. Uh, it, just last year, we had uh, a, uh, a bison get loose from one of the farms and Dude, it took like three months for them to find it. They couldn't find it. This bison <laughs> was camouflaged. I don't know what the problem was, but they couldn't find it. And this year, they had a, a male bull get loosed from one of the other yeah, farms.
2: that's right. Yeah. And it,
1: it was rolling around like Gurney and a bunch of other these northern northern suburbs. And they just barely captured that like last week. So, yeah, it's, it's not unheard of, of, of animals that are captive getting loose. But when you got like black bears like this they that's their habitat they're going to be there and if you leave an opportunity for food uh you know they're they're going to take it yeah and
0: it it is kind of you know concerning too you know you don't want to run into this like a bear like this and then have a little kid around and you know that's it that's it takes you know a couple seconds for this bear to just outdo anybody, man. Some of these bears weigh up to 275 pounds, it says, for females, 500 for males. So, I mean, it's, it's no joke to to have these bears around. It's gotta be very safe.
2: It's like that episode of The Simpsons where um, a bear wander, wanders into Springfield, and they uh, tag it, and then uh, people start bitching, why are there so many bears around here? So, Quimby gets a bear patrol, he gets, like, B-52 bombers and shit, and, like, And then they charge a bear tax. (laughs) And Homer's like, what the hell is this bear tax? It's five bucks. Let the bears pay for the bear's tax. And all hell breaks loose after that. But that's what what I imagine. He had, like, stuffed bombers and, like, fucking SWAT teams just for the bears and shit. And I am imagining this probably was going to happen up in Lake Tahoe because that that is a nice area. And, um, yeah, a lot of it, like, uh, the city, you don't really got to worry about this stuff. But when you live in, uh, when you go out. More rural areas, this is problems like here where I live now. A big problem is uh foxes and, and uh wild
1: turkeys, too, right? And
2: wild turkeys and a lot of deer. And like they run around here like they own this fucking place, but uh, they they we straight I straighten them out once in a while, but uh, but yeah, I mean, so if you got little dogs and stuff or cats, the foxes or the wolves will eat them, and it's it's so you're starting to see it more and more like especially uh <clears throat> in the facebook group that we're part of for the community people be posting them up a lot so yeah and i was gonna say like the the bull that got wild this summer up north from here and uh it took them a while to catch it i was kind of shocked like how fucking hard is it to find a bull right but
1: it happens yeah there's there's a lot of wooded areas here. And then and we're all just really speaking of land animals, but there's a lot of like big eagles. There's times I'm driving down the highway and you just see an eagle swoop down into yeah. one of the lakes and just pick out a fish. So mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of that out here. And it's 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 all cool. I, to me, I, I dig it. You, you just have to be mindful of where you live at. Oh, for sure. And uh, apparently with these bears...
0: Um... They got the three cubs relocated and they got, I think the mama bear, they're going to get over to Colorado for like one of those, uh, like, what is it called?
2: Sanctuary.
0: Like, yeah, there you go. Like one yeah, of those places. Yeah.
2: The article did say usually when they have a, lo- a lot of incidents like this, they, they put them down. But the, the, uh, Hank, the tank here, or 64 or 46 F, whatever that they, they got a pass because she has, uh, or the, has cubs. So they moved them uh, to Colorado and put them in like some wild sanctuary. So, um, yeah, because usually the, the rule is that when it's this this often they put them down. And I guess she got a she got a pardon because she is a, she's a mama. Yeah,
0: no. And I, you know, I can't blame the bears for being a bear. You know, it's just trying to eat and survive. So good that they are relocating it. But um,
2: they could do that off my yeah. property, bro. Go survive somewhere <laughs> else. <laughs> right?
0: You know, I was actually looking up Illinois, uh, what kind of dangerous animals we have around here, because Illinois, for the most part, is pretty tame. But I was surprised to find out that we actually do have snakes, venomous ones in Illinois, but I think that's more southern. Uh, it's like the Copperhead, and the, mm-hmm. there's like another one. There's a uh, the Eastern Rattleback or something like that. It's, it's uh, surprising.
2: What I want to see here is the old uh, going into uh, Crypto... Uh, uh allergy here zoology is the big uh tomahawk those big birds that are big as a 747 or some shit like that have you ever heard about those the native americans used to like talk about them supposedly they're like they're very very popular here it's like mid to south southern illinois uh
0: i've
1: seen a regular hawk
2: (laughs) no i'm talking about like a big black tomahawk like eight nine feet long you know
1: I you thought know, the Mothman was uh, something in downtown, too.
2: The Mothman, that, that's yeah. something different. It likes hanging out in the airport, which is kind of weird. Like, I mean, you always see it around Chicago or by O'Hare. But, yeah, I'll send you some stuff on that. That's another big one. Uh, every once in a while, you get some weird report that people claim to be seeing them. Um, but, yeah, in Illinois, I mean, they, at one time, there was bears here. Uh, but there's, I think they got kicked. Killed out or pushed out or something. So, thank you for listening. Remember, you can follow Freeform Network on Facebook and Twitter at Freeform Network and send your questions and suggestions to FFNQuestions at gmail.com. Check out our webpage, freeformnetwork.podbean.com. That's where our, our links to all the platforms, all our older episodes are on. Um, subscribe, like, comment. That helps us out immensely we're on itunes stitcher spotify iheart youtube i don't know are we on podcast attic? i think we are uh, i think so yeah yeah that's one i heard today um but whatever how you listen to us like and subscribe and for free from radio we got uh enlightened danny over here
1: yes sir, man getting ready get some wings in the in the oven man start heating them up get this bears game rolling
2: And then we got uh, Noel with his animal-loving butt. (laughs)
0: I'm actually going to play some uh, animal games on that Steam Deck right now.
2: Big Buck Hunter or something. going to start mowing them down.
0: Play a little Turok, maybe. A little dinosaur hunting.
2: There you go. That's that's a good one. I haven't played that in forever. But uh, this is uh, Andy. It's all good, Andy. We want to thank you all for listening. Remember to... Share with your friends and we'll catch you all next time.